Hello there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham and why do we do it to ourselves? <laughs> Every time we have a bad performance, we have to come on here and talk about it, but that's what we said we'd do. Uh, so yeah, we've got to go and talk about this. Another awful performance, a pretty terrible day with the uh, Jimmy Greaves news as well. Uh, but yeah, this is our therapy session. It's free, like uh, Sam has literally just said off air. Um, but yeah, so here we go. I'm joined by uh, brilliant guests again. I've got a couple of others turning up. Uh, hopefully a bit later on, but at the moment, Brad, how you doing? Hi, my name is Brad Matthews, and I'm a Tottenham Hotspur supporter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. As I, as I said off air, I've been on holiday. Well, been on holiday in, in my own flat for a, for a week, so I've got got to go back to work tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's trying to find a motivation now after yesterday for for both Tottenham and starting work again tomorrow. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's a bit of a grey day, as uh, as Magnus once said. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this isn't going to be pretty, this one, is it? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, joined as well by Sam. If you if you're familiar with Paxton Road TV, which, quite frankly, if you're not, why? Uh, you'll know him from there. How are you doing? Um, as Brad said, I am Sam. And I'm a Spurs supporter. <laughs> what a way to start. Um, yeah, it's. It, like I said, I did plenty of things yesterday, and now Chris has got me on again to rehash these bad feelings to talk about it again. But we will do this all the time. So yeah, I'm I'm cool. I thank you for inviting me on. By the way, thank you. Oh, no, probably welcome on any time. My pleasure. Huh? But if there's any consolation to you, I am going on a cursed one after this. So it's not. I'm not just getting you to do the therapy session. I'll be doing one afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, first things first, slightly away from football, obviously everyone knows about Jimmy Greaves, which was awful, but also yesterday, Boise from Fools and Horses, John Chalice passed away as well, which, uh, you know, this is a football podcast or, or stream, but it's my stream and I love Fools and Horses, so I'm going to talk about <laughs> Boise for a little bit, and uh, RIP to John Chalice who played him, and I can't remember a week that's gone by since I was about 10 that I haven't watched something with only Fools and Horses, and... Yeah, I think I've never been an actor, never will be. But I think one of the greatest compliments you could pay is that uh, he obviously played Boise, but the character would not have worked if it was played by anybody else. It only worked because of he he played him. Um, but yeah, RIP to him. I mean, did you guys watch Fools and Horses at all? Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those sort of classic British comedies. Uh, you know, it's brilliant series. I'm, I, it's probably not one of my favourite comedies. I'm sort of more in the sort of Monty Python type sort of generation. But but no, it is a, a great great comedy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess as you grow older, everyone that you watch grows older, and and they they pass away. It's just one of those sad facts of life. And uh, you guys probably know this, but in case you or anyone else doesn't know, that the other guy uh, Trigger who played mm. you know, Trigger was a massive Spurs fan. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I think I think his season ticket holder, he was a season ticket holder, and uh, I think his two sons are, are as well. So yeah, but uh, no, it was it was no, it was a very classic British show, and and yeah, one of the one of the best that we've we've produced. Yeah, I mean, Sam, did you watch Fools and Horses at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Back in the day, it was one of my favourite shows. I think everybody yeah. used to have a bit of an old, old only Fools and Horses, the classic, you know, the classic episodes, the chandelier one, the bar <laughs> one. Uh, you know, there's some classics out there, but there's so many. Um, always used to look forward to that, and yeah, very sad passing of um, John Chalice. So yeah, RIP. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw that on the train, which was bad enough. But when I woke up in the morning, 
I saw the news about Jimmy Greaves, yeah. which, I mean, sadly, it had been coming. He'd been very ill. He'd had a stroke. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, still very sad. Uh, uh, rich, rich Sports here. How are you doing? Uh, Saints and Greaves, he was quality. Still the highest top-flight goal scorer in English football. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also got on ass for Chelsea. They always beat Spurs. I mean, this is therapy. You've got to like bring that in slowly. You can't do that after four minutes. But uh, <laughs> in terms of Jimmy Greaves, I found this earlier. I'll put this on screen. I mean... The stats there are absolutely staggering. Uh, 466 goals in 661 appearances. That's pretty much like a, a 0.7 goals a game. 44 goals for 57 England caps. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Brian, how are you doing? I'm very good. How are you? It's good. Oh, no, not too bad. I've covered your face there a little bit. No, I no, apologise. Really <laughs> it's good that you've covered mine. But why can't you have yeah. <laughs> but I mean, those stats, uh, the first one, 661 appearances, 466 goals, Brad. I mean, Harry, Harry Kane is our, our closest to that. But I mean, his his goals per game is 0.58, which I mean, it's not even close, is it? I mean, and, and bearing in mind that this guy played on pitches that were bobbly as anything. It's just unbelievable player, isn't he? Wasn't it? And even and even with the bobbly pitches, did you see the way he runs yeah. with the ball? One oh, yeah. Two, yeah. His Go running on. with the ball is so underrated. He, he looked, and it's, it's difficult to obviously compare different genres and that and different eras, but when you see him running with the ball like he was, it's very Messi-esque. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And the way he used to put the ball away, it's just phenomenal. It's frightening. It's frightening. So, yeah, very, very sad loss. But um, as you said, he was very ill. So, RIP Jimmy Bruce. Yeah. It's really um, funny because I, I was sort of lucky enough to 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 sort of see him play. Uh, I was probably too young to sort of remember moments, but I I do remember uh, back in the days where you didn't have you didn't have uh, satellite TV that sort of thing. You know, you had match of the day and that was it. And I remember the f he scored a goal against Newcastle, and the family went to the pub, which we never really used to do as a family. And I was disappointed because it meant I met mismatch of the day and this great goal he scored against Newcastle. And I always remember the the landlord saying, "Well, we've got a room out the back. You know, you can go in there and we'll put match of the day on for you." We all went in there and watched match of the day and saw Greaves score this amazing goal against against Newcastle. And the other one was against Liverpool, direct free kick. And I think Venables and I can't remember the other player were arguing about who was going to take the free kick. And Greaves just stepped up and took it himself and scored. You know, it was <laughs> it was brilliant and. And probably the best Jimmy Greaves story I've heard, and I can't remember the player, but he was mark, had to mark him in a game, and he said that he marked him pretty well for the whole game, and they got right near the end of the game, and Spurs had a free kick, and Jimmy Greaves looked up in the sky and said, "Oh, it looks like rain." This guy looked up, yeah, and at that moment the free kick came over. Came over Greaves got away from him, and scored, you know, and that's sort of sort of player. And at the end of the game, Greaves actually went up to him and said, oh, "Well played, lad," sort of thing, you know. So. Yeah, he was yeah. absolutely amazing player, and, and the record obviously speaks for itself. And yeah. it's the funny thing about Jimmy Greaves is he sort of he sort of straddles two sort of areas, doesn't he? Because he suddenly became known for Saints and Greavesy, which which <laughs> saved his life. You know, being being, uh, being an alcoholic, and that that gave him something else to do. And then, you know, I've read his autobiography, which is a must read, and that 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 saved his life. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was at the time we were living in Australia, so we didn't really have any access to that. But yeah, he suddenly became a big thing in, in Saints and Greaves. And I think Rhea Ferdinand in an interview said, yeah, he only knows him as a TV personality and not as a footballer. You know, so yeah. it's amazing. 
I mean, Jamie Pretty, if you ever watch Spurs Eurasian TV with Eugene, uh, Jamie's on there as well. Losing Greasy feels like losing an uncle. Have fun in heaven. Show any other legends in heaven. Just skill. Rest in peace. I think we all here can share the sympathies with that. Rest in peace and, and love to his family and friends. Uh, but Brian, I, I, you were at the game yesterday. Um, I'm not sure if you watched Steve Perryman at halftime in the interview saying that uh, those pitches that they played on it, the, with the Federal Defence, it was almost running like through treacle, but <laughs> Greavesy just glided upon it. But we were lucky. We had him, so we didn't care. But, uh, I mean, thoughts on, on Jimmy Greaves? So, yeah, first of all, I want to pay my respects to the legend that is John Chalice, because mm. um, I am, as we were discussing, Chris, you're the one that broke mm. the news to me when we were at the, uh, the goal line bar that he'd passed away, mm. and I, I went yeah. to a bit of shock. Only Fools and Horses is a show I can sit down and I, I have to have the TV or when I go to sleep or just my tablet just so I could I have something there. And Only Fools and Horses, I love that show. It's, a, it's normally the one I pick because you can just close your eyes mm. and you don't need to see where they are. When you hear them talking, you see them so many times. You know they're in the nag's head or in the market or wherever. And John Chalice and that laugh will go down in history <laughs> as like the most iconic laugh. Like, like, like they say, the beginning of Bohemian Rhapsody is like the most iconic piano entrance. That laugh is the most iconic laugh ever. Um, it's a wonderful show. And also what uh, Brad was saying about Trigger, tr yeah. people might not know, but you know at the, at the start of the game when they play that, it's the trick, it's the flick, the 50-yard free, whatever. That's Trigger doing the words. Oh, right. That's actually yeah. Trigger that's actually... Oh, who who's doing the voice and then, and then then we get on to uh first of all rest in peace to him and all his family and condolences to everyone um now jimmy greaves obviously what what a day that it fell on what a sad day the minute mm. just so happy peace first chelsea um i have to say and i don't like saying this the chelsea fans were immaculate during the obviously it was a minute yeah. applause but in the halftime preview and everything they were very very respectful i mean it wasn't just a loss for it was a huge loss for tottenham but it's a huge loss for the footballing world. A huge loss. That was, like I was just saying, those pitches, when you see some of those goals, mm. if he was playing for us now, forget Harry Kane, this guy would be like literally smashing into pieces. And there was just a few quotes. Like well, There's a quote I heard him today when he said, uh, well, not today, obviously, but from the past, where uh, he said, uh, yeah, I, I went on a goal drought once. Worst 15 minutes of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a proper call. That, 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 just, that just sums him up. And then when you talk about uh, uh, Greavesy and what was it? St. John and Greavesy or whatever it's called. Greavesy and John. Saints and Greavesy. Saints and Greavesy, thank you. Okay, so Saints and Greavesy actually got me into a lot of trouble one year. And I, I, I didn't understand why, but I do now. So do you remember they used to do goal of the season? Every season, like everyone does. Well, uh, mm. It was the year where Paul Stewart scored a wonder volley against Coventry when he needed it over a defender and then volleyed it into the top corner. I dialed that premium rate, premium rate number over 100 times, not knowing what a premium rate phone number was. <laughs> so, uh, so when the phone bill came in that quarter, let's just say my parents were not happy with me. Um, but yeah, he... They're probably he, not happy with you now, still. Let's <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how they don't know about it. You've just broken the news to them, Brian. I'm back home, mate. They're not happy. What can I say, mate? I'm in there. I'm in there. I've got the fix whole weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, Greavesy is someone I never got to see. But my dad and my grandpa got to see. And they speak about him like, literally, you can see the passion and you see the love mm. coming out of their, in their eyes, in their body language, in their tone. It's... It's just a very, very, very sad loss. And uh, 
All I will say is heaven became a hell of a lot more lively place last night. <laughs> well, yesterday morning, now he's up there. And, uh, yeah, just rest in peace. And, again, condolences to, to him and his family. Yeah. What a wonderful, wonderful player. Yeah, I quite agree. And then I, I realise I've forgotten to do this as well. As someone who's been doing a stream for a little while would know how to do this, but I've forgotten to uh, plug your channels for you. So, uh, Brian, Tottenham on tour, uh, where can people find that? Uh, yeah, we're on YouTube, Tottenham on tour. The Twitter handle is at Tottenham on tour. It's a, a brand new channel, Brian Island and I started. We left Tottenham away due to time difference problems. You know, with the world getting back to normal with COVID and people going back to work. Uh, the commitments, we just couldn't keep uh, keep hold of it. So it was just made uh, the best and amicable way to do it. Everything Norwood's still fantastic in terms. Had a wonderful time meeting up with Stel yesterday. Yourself. I'm sure we get into that. Mm. With Brad, we went for a curry with Brad yesterday. Um, we had a really, really good day. Um, so, yeah, they can find us at Tottenham on tour. Excellent. Sam, Paxton Road TV. Uh, where can people find that if they don't yeah, know? Paxton Road TV, you can find us on YouTube. Um, yeah, we do this all the time. Preview shows, reaction shows, uh, play rating shows with Jody, Art Sid. We have talking points of which Mr. Daigle and Bobsburg are going to be on tomorrow. So, I'm yeah, we just the, try and talk all things. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 talk all Tottenham and um, we always, always have something to talk about with Spurs. Yeah. And yeah. Brad, I, I know you've got a music channel coming up. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you uh, set it up yet, or, or is it still no, a working I, program? Uh, I recorded... So the, the idea, basically, is to have the music channel and, and, really, and put one song on every week. Okay, so I thought the, the best idea would be to record five songs, and then I basically don't have to do anything for five weeks. I just set it up to, to go every week. So I recorded the five songs last week. I've got more songs, but these are ones that might finished. And unfortunately, the vocals were really sort of muddy, and TV, camera phones, it's good quality, but it has a has a real habit of making you sound really dull and awful. So I sort of looked at it back and thought, that's not really what I want to get across in this. So I'm debating now whether to, to do it, to put it on and just go with it. And a friend said to me, oh, look, just put it on there. You improve over time, don't I? Perfection. So the idea is, do I put it on there and then do better ones later? Or do I just try and re-record them again? So... I'm still debating about that, but I still have to learn how to uh, edit videos and set up the channel, that sort of thing. So it's not like, you know, even if the even if the videos are perfect, I'd still be learning how to set up the, you know, the actual upload and, and actually sort of I've, I've just downloaded some free software that you can you can actually edit videos and I want to be able to put lyrics on there as well, which you can do. So I'm sort of still need to look at that as well. So it. It, it's taking its time, but once I'm up there, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to just having something online, something that's me, something that's my 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 view. Because everyone, everyone sort of sees, well, I say everyone, you see me on these sort of shows and that. But you know, it's a probably probably a different side to me that people don't get to see, and my creative side, which which yeah, which I want to get out there. And if if one person can see one of my songs and say, oh yeah, I know what you're saying there. Oh yeah, I can relate to that. Well then, I've done my job basically. So. That's the idea of it. And speaking, Brian, about yesterday, when I got home at half past 11, I thought, I'll send Brian a message. Oh, I hope I don't wake him up because it's like half past 11 <laughs> on a Sunday night. Quite, yeah. So I sent him a message and, and Brian replied and that. So anyway, I went to bed about half past 12. And sometimes what I do is I'll I'll switch YouTube on and I'll find one of the top channels. And I'll bang on in the background, like Brian says, and I go to sleep and watch a bit of it and then drift off. Blow me down. He's on one of the shows last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was on till 2 a.m. 
Really? And, then Will, and then Will was going on. And I was just like, no, I can't do Will's. I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I have to go to bed. Uh, but yeah, I was on till two a.m. Yeah, I mean, that, that is that is a uh, loyalty. That, but uh, well, I, I, I'm I'm going to string out as much as I can so we don't have to talk about. I was going to say but, uh, you've done really, so, really well yeah, to so, keep so the spirits high, and now yeah, it's so time I, to lower I, the tone again. Now, well, on. I've got one more thing before I do that. I mean, obviously, it was a terrible day yesterday, but one of the the only good thing that happened yesterday was a really good thing, and that was meeting people in face to face. Yeah, that I've only seen on on YouTube and all sorts. So Brian, Brad, Tommy, Holly, uh, Stell, Danny, a few others. Uh, ben, I mean, that... Tim, yeah, Tom, yeah. Uh, Alex D. Um, there was a fair few of us. There was Sean from the Cheese Room as well, and then we all met oh. up, which was. Which was the main part of the day. I mean, that that the football yeah. was just the the kind of the, the greeting point. But we all went, we all met beforehand. We all went to a, a pub afterwards, and I'm not going to go into the the pub. But we just had a load of fun in the pub, and then five of us. We were going to go out a big group of us for dinner, but then we stayed in the pub a little bit longer. So, so me, Brad, Stell, Danny Kiriaku, and Alex D went out and had a good my first English curry in about two years, <laughs> which was goddamn delightful. Um, and uh, we just had a really, really good time. It was a yeah, really I mean, great yeah. time. Hopefully, Sam, you're at one of the games in the future. We can meet up with you as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, just on a sour note as well, I mean, you, you do these streams, you, you put your opinions out, these are my opinions and, and whatever, you show your face and then this is me saying it, and then you get people in a pub come and chuck a beer on you because they don't agree with it and run off. Um, you know... Come, come and show your face on a podcast. Come on, on a podcast and say why you disagree with those rather than just doing what a troll does and, and being pathetic like that. You know, just... Or, or, or you know, go and chuck it on someone who's uh, going to fight back and be able to catch you and then see how that gets on. But mm. uh, we don't really need to go into that. But I, I saw you on... Uh, was it Tommy's yesterday, Brian? You you, you were talking about that, so... Well, yeah, no, you don't basically... To go, I, I, yeah, but, basically I mean, no, it's okay. disgraceful. So you do these podcasts for Spurs fans and everything like that, and you just get idiots who... Let, let me just give a, a bit of an open-ended challenge, because I've said I'm going to do this, because I'm, I'm fed up of this. Um, so, the way things happen... I don't know if you've heard about this, Sam, so you're, you're going to hear some things now. So, uh, basically, also, Sam, before I forget, next Monday, I'm in Stoke-on-Trent for a week and, te- a week and a half. So we've all sort out meeting up for sure. But um, what happened yesterday was, and I, I, I'm fuming about this, um, Ben and Simeon, God bless them, are the Catholics for all of this. Not only are they Catholics, but like this whole community coming together. They are, and Sam's met them when they did, went for the Carabao Cup final. I don't yeah. know if you met them again for the Euros or anything, but they are the nicest guys in the world who not only help other streamers and will listen to you and help you and come on your channels. They are just, I've got to know them very well. They are genuinely the most incredible people. And I got to meet Ashley, Ben's new fiance as well, who is absolutely lovely. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're in the ground, as you can imagine, they get a, a lot of attention, a lot of attention. Oh, can I have a photo? Can I have? No problem. No problem. There's no bad words that come out of the mouth. Oh, no, not now, not now. More than happy. They do this throughout the whole game, the whole pre-match. And then afterwards, we went to a bar, uh, the number eight bar. And we're in the back. And as soon as we get into the back, oh, it's Ben and Simeon. We are talking. And it's, again, photos all over the place now. Now, Ben is an absolute maniac 
by me and he starts singing and dancing and screaming and shout, but all in good fun yeah, and, he's trying to the, and he's trying to see the crowd he's having drinks with everyone he's been as pleasant as they come and he's standing there with his fiance loads of spurs fans all around him having a load of fun and then some keyboard warrior and I'll be careful my language when you're off stream decides to come up to him and his fiance that he's standing next to and say you're everything that's wrong with the club and chucked a beer at Ashley in his face and ran off and ran off. Ran off. Right. Ran off. Didn't start, now, I hate to condone violence, Ray, but if I throw a beer at someone, believe me, by the time you're going like this, there's my fist coming towards your face in 3D. So to run off and do that is disgusting. And I've said, I've said on every channel, I'm going to say it, I will be at the NFL protests. I will be outside the club shop. I'm the one that's going mad about Levy. Come and throw a beer in my face. Come and throw a beer in my face. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, I mean... It's just absolutely disgraceful. But it's like you say, keyboard warriors. It's you know, instead of hiding behind a keyboard, he had a pint of beer and just you know. Really if, you, if you did, if you disagree with people, that's absolutely fine because that's going to happen. Come and disagree on air or in person and with a, a, a an adult conversation. Listen, you're always going to get you're always going to get them people. It doesn't matter what you do in life. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're always going to get people who are just wanting to. It's either attention or it's just just absolute stupidity but as i said if, if if it happens that that sort of things people around we we know there's this trolls out there you do this you put yourself out there so you're going to get that and those guys met them fantastic and they've been doing this for a long long time so they are synonymous with spurs you know they're synonymous with the yep. fan channels so again people is jealousy uh sometimes i just be you know if you have an opinion you have an opinion but everybody's got one so i don't know why everybody has to be so Hello, adamant that theirs is right and and make off that they're doing something wrong. All they're doing is giving an opinion, so it's wrong. That's what. Yeah. The good the good thing about last night was that all of the punters are in that pub, sort of rallied round, didn't they? After after the incident, when, when we all well, what, yeah, one of them actually yeah. thought I was coming to throw another drink at him. I was like, mate, mate, relax, trust me, <laughs> trust me, trust me. Ben is in safe hands with me, but it was wonderful to see. A load of that pub and that community mm. turn around and say, Ben, we got you back. Ben, Ben, yeah. Ben, Ben. So it, it was lovely to see that. And and I just echo what Shane said. It, it does, and it really had a few people say, it comes down to jealousy. It really, really does. Mm. They, they, they'll give it all this on the screen and or sorry, in the comments. And I know we get it on the channels that I do. Shane, I, I was shocked. Sam, I keep saying Shane, even though that is there, but yeah. Sam, you Sam, can Sam, call me on your own. We had this discussion it's like a before. Time it's like a punk well. um, so, so yeah, he, you get it on Paxton Road, Chris. I'm sure you get it, Brad. When you've been on the shows, I'm sure you see it. They were all quick to do this, but then as soon as we say, "Here's the link, come and have your say," mm. they go and crawl under the rock they belong under. So uh, that's where they should just stay. Yeah, I mean, right. We've each had time, 23 minutes. I think I've done quite well. But we have to talk about it. I'll, I'll start with you, Sam, because I spoke to uh, Brad and uh, Brian about this yesterday. But uh, lack of a creative midfielder is killing us, right? We, we have no creativity there. We've got Kane trying to play in four different positions. Ali was playing at left-back for half the game. Uh, we, without that creative midfielder, we, we, we don't create anything. We're so easy to defend against. The opposition can almost defend like a foosball table just moving side to side as one and we've got no pace. I mean, is that like the, the biggest thing you think we've got as a, as a problem or do you think there's other things that contribute to that or, or, or what do you think is the big issue that we're 
suffering think, right now. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of issues. We we can all see there's there's quite a few things. I think Nuno's had to take on a lot. We've we've taken on the Kane situation. Kane wanted to leave in the summer. It looks and appears that Kane doesn't doesn't seem to want to be doing the same as he was last season. Now, there's a lot of things that could be then obviously with the Euro, uh, you know, in terms of his level of effort, maybe he's a bit fatigued, etc. etc. But we I think we can see that he's not quite at the races in terms of his performance. And there's a lot of questions being asked. Nuno's had to obviously come in um in the last three months, dealt with trying to get players out, getting players in. But we've not replaced Ericsson. You know, exactly. if we go back to it, if we look and we're really honest with ourselves, Ericsson hasn't been replaced. Now, we've looked at people like Lacelso, Tangai. We've looked at those two guys and thinking, could they be the ones? For me, the closest one that could create that um, sort of like creative midfielder is Tangai, in my opinion. But can we rely on him in the same way we relied on Ericsson? Is he the same type of player? No, he's not. So we're going to have to work out another way of playing unless we get a similar type of player as Ericsson. Um, but I think there's a lot of other problems in there. I, I also believe that the mentality side, I've always said this about Spurs, the mentality side of things hasn't been addressed for a number of years. And what I mean by that is that winning mentality. You know, when you go a goal or two goals down, the game's not over. The game wasn't over at 2-0 yesterday, but the game was over at 1-0. As soon as they scored, you could yeah. see the players. They were almost, uh, almost resigned to the fact the first half was so brilliant. The second half was so poor. To go from one extreme to the other, I think that's, there's, there is definitely a mentality problem there. We do need to to get somebody in who's going to take that Ericsson role, but it's not easy. We've already seen there's not that many true great players who can do that sort of thing that's available to come to a club that's not in the Champions League. No, I mean, Brad, I think uh, under Pochettino, prime Pochettino, whenever we conceded a goal, Dembele Eriksson would get on the ball, they'd keep the ball five minutes, whatever momentum the other team had from scoring a goal was diminished after five minutes and then we went again. Now, like Sam says, one nil down, game's done. Never, ever happened with Pochettino. The amount of times we conceded the goal first and then went on to win the game. But, I mean, how do we address that? without? We can't obviously can't buy anyone for, you know, three months three and a bit months. How, how do we address that in the, in the short term? In, 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 in getting a control in the midfield or do we just not have the players there so it's just going to carry on and on and on until we can potentially buy someone in? I think certainly until January, I think we have to persevere with Tangi uh, and, and maybe realise that we might only get him for 60, 70, 80 minutes. You know, before, I mean, yesterday after the 60 minutes, he was knackered. You could tell. I mean, he had a good good first start well, with the we did have a good first half. We did actually didn't create many shots on target. We did have some instances where we, we could have scored. And a goal would have made all the difference yesterday. But Tangy, I thought, after six minutes, looked shattered. Uh, but obviously that will come with match fitness, hopefully. As I've said on maybe this show or on other shows, you know, we're all different uh, physically. So we all get our match fitness at different different rates. So maybe he will get more and more match fitness as the season goes on. But at the moment, we've got no one else that can, can do the unexpected. I mean, obviously, Ericsson was different in so far as that he would run, run, and run, and run. You know, I think he, I think he actually was the, the longest running player, wasn't he? From stats, he, and, he regularly did about ten k yeah, a game, I think. Yeah, yeah, but we obviously won't, we won't get that with Tangy. So they're, they're different in that respect. But Tangy can unlock defenses. He can do the unexpected. Uh, so I think we have to persevere. As for control in the game, when we this annoys me when we and it happened last season when we went one nil down or even when we're 
one nil up and the, the other team equalise. A head strop. And it's like, we feel sorry for ourselves. It's like, oh, why is us, you know? Whereas under Potticino, and again, it took time with Potticino when he, he had to find his player. So we, we must be sort of aware of that. I remember the Man, the Man City game that we won 2-1, uh, when, ironically, I think Ericsson scored, yeah, yeah. scored the winning goal. And that was the first game I thought, hey, this is a good team. Because we were 1-0 up against Man City, who were another, another you know, sort of favourite for the title that season. And then they scored to make it 1-0 at, at the Etihad. And the atmosphere was all with Man City. And it's like, well, how are we going to react? And reacted brilliantly. And it was in that 10, 15 minutes after they equalised that I realised this is a good team. This is a mentally, you know, a good team. We've got that attitude. We know how to get... And we obviously went on and, and, and made it 2-1 and won the game. But yeah, and we're, we're lacking it. And I really... I can't think Hoiberg would be the the obvious sort of example to sort of you know get the players and rally them around and control the game, but we we haven't got anyone obvious to do that, and that's what happened yesterday. Once we conceded the ball to Chelsea, yeah, okay, they made the tactical change at half time, which we didn't react to. But once they got control of the ball, we couldn't get it back. And even at one at one nil, you think okay, they're one nil, they're in the ascendancy. What you do, you get the ball, you, you keep it for a bit to, to take the sting out of that. But we never did that. And yeah, yeah, okay, the second goal was a bit lucky. But but yeah, we never got control back. And we had a couple of little times where we, we got forward and Kane had his shot. And, you know, but even at 1-0, even at 2-0, I thought we just need to score to, to, to bring us back up into the game. But but we you shouldn't have to rely on the scoring to bring you should bring no. yourself up even at one nil down or or even two nil down and and we know from last season you can be freeing it up with eight minutes to go and still not win <laughs> so, so you know it's it, it's it's you still have to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going but but yesterday was very and that's what I think was disappointing about yesterday was the fact that the first half we did okay you know and we you know but we didn't react when Chelsea made the changes and that, that's what and we saw at Palace. Vieira outcoached Nuno at Palace, and we've got to we've got to address that. And I'm not saying Nuno can't do it, but he's got to sort of you know we've got to address that and 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 in future games maybe he's just sort of seeing what players he's got. I don't know, but can, uh, can I just add to that then, Brad? Because last yeah. season we didn't have the creative midfielder, but we did create a lot of chances through Son and Kane. If you look at Liverpool, they don't specifically have a creative midfielder either. Even Manchester City, having lost David Silva, haven't got. So you find different ways of playing. So what yep. Liverpool do is obviously playing wide areas. They get crosses in and they use Firmino in a false number nine to kind of create opportunities that way. Similar to what Kane was doing last season. What I found this season is we're not playing. There's a number of reasons. Obviously, Kane's not quite at the races yet for different reasons. But the system doesn't allow him to drop into that hole. He's dropping close to our own 18-yard box than he is to the attacking yep. one. So he's collecting the ball too deep whereas last season he was collecting the ball more on the edge of the, the center circle towards yep. our half and so therefore we were able to get creativity through Kane spraying the balls out son as well running in behind and and you have to change your way of playing so this is my main focus if Nuno is the tactical coach that he's supposed to be and he's done well at Wolves he needs to find a way to be able to incorporate not having an Ericsson not having an Ericsson doesn't mean you cannot create you can still create chances you just find a different way of playing with the players that you have it, yeah, it doesn't look like we, we've ever found that. I mean, but Brian, one of the issues that we've definitely got, and Brad and uh, Sam are obviously reading my banners because uh, they've touched on it already, is that there's no leadership there at all. Uh, Brad mentioned Hoiberg, but 
you can't just rely on one person. But that, during that Man City game that Brad was talking about, we had about five leaders in that team, and and they would there were times where they they would drag people through. We're not seeing yeah, that now. So I mean, how how do you see this turning around? How do you see how we will turn this around? And what do we need to do to turn that around? So the first thing we I just need to touch on what we were just saying about Ericsson and Tangi now. With Ericsson, and we're talking about Ali and him running 10, 10 kilometres or whatever, Ericsson was doing that in his last 18 months when he down tools. It's very, very easy to run around and, get, and clock up 10 kilometres, but what's he done with it? He's done nothing. And I completely agree with what Sam is saying about trying to find a formation to make him work what you're saying about Liverpool and Man City. Now, I'm just to bring up two ex-first players that we can talk about. David Ginola and Rafa van der Vaart. Those two players... Whenever they played, we knew they weren't going to defend. They may get back into shape, or they made it, but there was no onus that you get back and you get stuck in and you do this and you do that, because they knew as soon as that ball gets live and we've got it, get it to them, and that's where they start doing things. Now, Tangi is that guy. Exactly. Tangi is that guy. Now, what we need to do as a team is do exactly what we did for Rafa and exactly what we did for Ginola and find a system... Where tracking back is not on the onus of him. Fitness, we know, until we can... Un- and I've said for ages, I think the, the fitness issue is a mental block with Tangi. I honestly, honestly do. We've tried everything under four managers. There's something here that's just not right. That If we can unlock it with this psychologist we signed, we can have one of the greatest midfielders the Premier League's mm. ever seen. That's how talented he is. But we need to stop saying... he can. We know he can only put 60 minutes in. There's no point going, oh, he can only put 60 in. But if he has that 60 minutes where he can play the David or the Rafa role, he will destroy teams within 60 minutes. And we're like, go on, we're 3-4-0 up, go on, go on. That's what we need to do with him. We need to find his position. I, we're looking now, just like, like Sam said with Firmino. Firmino's position is playing that false nine because that's what he does best and it's creating space and stuff to bring in other players because they have two fantastic crosses of the ball in Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. And if they can create the space, that's their game plan. They've gone right. Firmino's best is not a 20-25 goal season striker, but Salah and uh, Mane are. How can we get that? And they've adjusted to that. And that is exactly what we need to do with Tungay. It's none of this 4-3-3. 4-3-3 with a certain cane does not work, will not work. Um... As we know yesterday, my, my, my thoughts of Harry Kane are <coughs> what well, I, I didn't think well, that we'll, I'd get this, this yeah, annoyed we'll, with him. We'll, we'll come on to him a little bit later. Yeah, yeah we, we will come on to that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 and I hope <laughs> on this show we'll talk about a bigger person at the club as well. But but we'll see about that. Um, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'll fit him in somehow or some way. Um, but yeah, there is a question there. You'll be able to fit him in. Don't worry. Oh, I, I, I've catered for everybody here. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. So. Um, so, so, yeah, and then you look at the way forward. Like I said, Tangi was superb that first that first half. He really was. Pierre-Emile Voibier is brilliant when you watch him on TV, which I only have the luxury of doing, living in Canada and everything. Um, but watching him live was worth the entrance fee alone. Now, don't get me wrong, he didn't have a great game, but I'm not just talking about his play. It's his attitude, his commitment, his mm. dedication, his passion. He goes at the reference, like, literally, like what you... We need. We used to think we all dream of a team of Robbie Keynes. Mm. <laughs> I dream of a team of Pierre-Emil Hoybos. Because if we have that, 
were golden. This guy is special. Um, and I, like I said, not just for what he does on the pitch. Um, there are so many issues at Tottenham. Like, like, like Sam said as well, Nuno is not to blame here. If Nuno, and forget, I'm, I'm going to forget all the manager fiasco, if Nuno had come in when the person said he would, uh, and when he originally said we'll have a manager in by the end of the season, if he had had that whole close season and the whole up to, this would be a different team. In fitness, in personnel, in attitude, in everything. So what he's had to deal with and try to get players in, and we know what happens there, he's got the players in that he's got, he's got the players out that he's got. There's players that he definitely wanted that someone didn't pay for. Um, he could not, there's no way on God's green earth anyone could have predicted what would have happened with the South Americans. Mm. Um, it's just once again, as I said, on We Are Tottenham TV today, we have another manager, and it's not just him. It's been, I mean, Sam and Brad could probably go back a little bit further than myself. Um, I'm far too young for that. I'm far too young. <laughs> okay, well, I'm older than you, so I have to sorry. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I'm so, joking. So, so there we go. So, uh, bloody hell, your skin cream is good, mate. That brush up your teeth. Don't let the great fool you. I'm a youth. We've always been, and I don't know why, we have managers that are always reactive, not proactive when it comes to substitutes. It's been a thing. I mean, I don't know how far back you can go. That I can certainly go back. I can't remember a manager that was predominantly proactive as opposed to reactive. And by the time we react, the damage is done. And we need to sort this out. Oh, yes, we need... Look, I can say, yes, leave a parasite. Yes, and all this one about says correct. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yes, get the right players in. But right now, he's not being backed. We have a, a shower of injuries. He hasn't had enough time to get his philosophy across. And until he's had that time, then he can't be judged because he has not been backed and it's not fair on Nuno. It really right. isn't. Just, just a quick thing. Do we yeah. do we take away some of the responsibilities from the players? Because I've coached, I've managed, I've done that yep. at a decent level. And a lot of the time, obviously, the, the manager, coach, has to take responsibility for the team's yep. performance. But sometimes the players... The players have to take responsibility for their Big own time. performances on the pitch. There is nothing in the books or in anything in law that says you cannot try. They have to yep. put the effort in. Do you know, when you're when you're deficient in, in ability, the the, the, the the basics are, as Roy Keane always says, the basics. Get to the basics. Get, yep. your feet, get stuck in. Make the effort. As you said, even running around, which shouldn't be, it's a given. You shouldn't have to have a team talk about that. But yep. show a level of effort. As you said, we've got players like Hoybier, and, I, and I, uh, as you mentioned, he's. If we had eleven of him on the pitch, yesterday would have been a completely different. Because even yep. if you're not playing at the level of the ability of Chelsea, you're still going to get with him. Because if that wasn't yep. the case, you would not have FA Cup upsets. And I kept saying we should have treated yesterday like an FA Cup game. Once yep. you go one nil down, it's like right, we have to win this game because we're not in the next round. If you had that attitude, the players. Everything's different, but we, 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 as I said, the mentality of the, the players yesterday was, oh, we've, we've, oh, they've scored now. That's it. We, we put all the effort in the first half. We can't beat this lot because they're champions of Europe. It's Chelsea. We never beat Chelsea anyway. So why are we just forget it? Let's give up. And that attitude has to change. Until that changes, we, we cannot beat teams like this once we go down 1 0. Why do you think that attitude perfect. is the way that it. So, uh, why? Just quick sentence. The perfect way to sum up what you just said. Crystal Palace, the blame solely lies on Nuno for not making those attacking substitutions. Yesterday, completely on the players for being pathetic, especially Harry Kane and Deli Alley. 
Um, so exactly what you just said, completely agree. And those two games have just shown exactly what measure and the yardstick we need to give because Nuno was definitely a fall for Palace, but yesterday was a billion percent the players. Sam, in terms of what you just said there, a lot of those players are players that played under Pochettino, which were on fire for a long time. So what, what do you put the complete change in mentality that now they look a complete shell of themselves? Because they haven't won. That's what it is. They haven't won. They've had opportunities to win trophies. We, we've been in semi-finals. We've been in finals. We haven't won. So the mentality is not there. I don't care what anybody tells me. Even if we'd have won one of them finals that we've been in, the club mentality changes. Not the players' mentality, the club mentality. Once you have a mentality shift, then it becomes a little bit easier to get over the line because you've already done it. So until we get over the line in a competition, and let's look at this EUECL, let's look at the League Cups. I know they're not the most prestigious of trophies, but they're trophies. They're silverware that says you can win a final because in the finals of the League Cups, Man City is usually always in there. They've won it, what, four out of the last five times. So it's an important trophy to them. And the reason being is the mentality. They know if they win that, they can win the next one. They win the next one, they can win the win after that. When you haven't won anything for so long, it becomes a problem in games that you need to have players who can say, right, we can win. We've done this before. We've been here before. We know how to do it. As what Chelsea do. They've won it. They've done it before. They know how to get over the line. The best teams, the teams that have that mentality, find a way. Chelsea at halftime, Tuchel, yes, found a way to... And all he did was take off an attacking player and put Kante on. It wasn't like a masterstroke. <laughs> yeah. He didn't reinvent anything. He changed one player. And if one. you cannot see what he did there and we can't adapt to that, then we haven't... That's the mentality thing. I, I can't yeah. take I, it. I think he's probably given them a bit of a rocket at half-time as well, whereas Nuno is potentially asking what they watched on TV the night before. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, probably. Wayne Bonner always tweets, uh, tweets, uh, comments on everybody's streams. Big up, Wayne. For me, the yeah, team's Wayne. attitude on the pitch comes from higher, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave that until I get to the question for Brian. Um, but Brad, got a question for you here. Uh, let me get the banners up. Uh, there's obviously, um, we, we've obviously said it's not Nuno's fault, but it's two terrible performances. If we lose the next one and then the next one and the next one, I mean, how long does Nuno have? Because until the powers that be lose faith. Because I've said when he was started, his two-year contract, Pochettino's is up at the same time. Mm -hmm. So Levy go, uh, Levy goes, Nuno goes for free because his contract runs out. Poch isn't under contract. And then Levy gets a manager, gets rid of a manager absolutely free. So, and if Nuno goes before that, then we just bring in a caretaker like a Mason. There's no contract there. And again, he goes uh, for free. But I mean, when does Nuno have to start winning games or does he need to completely throw the ball book out? I mean, Brian said, get Undombele playing without defensive responsibilities. I don't see that happening because that means Nuno changes his complete philosophy. It's all about defensive and shape and everything like that. But, I mean, where, where do you think that loss yesterday, combined with the Palace one and, and the Europe uh, midweek, leaves Nuno and the well, next couple of games? The first thing is, is that he's got to somehow stem this tide of the Nuno out brigade. And what better way to do that than win it at the Emirates on Sunday? Now, as I was saying last night when we were having a chat about this, and I agree totally, Sam, with what you're saying about winning trophies breeds that mentality, the League Cup's a trophy you can win. My attitude at the moment is that he should have an idea of what his first eleven will be against Arsenal. And then 
totally not play them on Wednesday against Wolves. So you literally have a second team against Wolves so that you give them the whole week to, to rest or whatever, to train, to do whatever. So you play Arsenal with that team because I think lo- losing to Wolves but beating Arsenal, we'll all be happy. But if we beat Wolves and lose to Arsenal, I don't think we will be. And I think that Arsenal game on Sunday is now... Not so much that he'll get Nuno to sack because I think that after the manager fiasco we had, I think he's here for the season unless it goes terribly, terribly wrong. So I think winning that Arsenal game is really important as at least to stem the tide of the Nuno out brigade and Twitter trolls and that sort of thing. So I think that in a certain way, we not so much sacrifice Wednesday against Wolves, but play a week inside so we have our strongest, fittest and rested side against Arsenal because that game is luminous big. We can take losing to Chelsea. Yes, it was horrible. We hate it. But Chelsea are a damn good side. But Arsenal, until just recently, were awful. And we're all laughing at them. We're top there, bottom. We're laughing, laughing, laughing. The last thing we want to do is go to the Emirates on Sunday and lose. So I'm going to slightly disagree with you. (laughs) And the only reason I'm going to do this is because we can play a weakened team against Wolves and we can have our strongest level against Arsenal. But if we lose to Wolves, again, that would be three games on mm. the trot. No, that would be four games without a win if you include the Ren yeah. game. And then to go into that North London derby without winning in four games keeps too much pressure on Nuno's shoulders and the players. Yeah. And again, because of the mentality, I'm not quite sure if we're ready or if we can cope with playing at Arsenal. It's not last season when there was no fans in there. Arsenal were terrible at home. They're going to have 60-odd thousand people in there in a North London derby right behind them. The pressure's going to mount, mount up. Now, if the players at home yesterday can't get themselves up, having had, you know, Jimmy Greaves to kind of play for, yeah. all the rest of it, how the hell are they going to go to the Emirates and do the same thing, having lost or not won in four games? So my point is, if we go for the win on against Wolves, play a semi-strong team. Don't get me wrong, you can't play the same 11, but yeah. it's Wednesday. It's not like it's Thursday. So we've got Wednesday, then we've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday rest, right. and then you can play. So you can mix and match it just so we don't have this going into that game with all the pressure heaped on. If he takes away a little bit of that, of that pressure by winning against Wolves, Sunday may be a little bit easier. It's not going to be easy, but if we go into that without a victory in four games, I fear for him. I do fear for him. I mean, yeah. North London derby games, really, form kind of goes out the window, though. It's who wants it more. If we play like we did yesterday, so that, that second half, no one wanted any part of that. And... It doesn't matter if Arsenal were bottom of the league, minus 20 goal difference after five mm-hmm. games. If they mm-hmm. wanted it more and we play like that, we'll, we'll get beaten there. But, um, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Brad. Cut in there. Yeah, and no, I was going to say, no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying, Sam. I totally get that. Uh, I, I just think this game is... Uh, the problem with playing Wolves on Wednesday is, is that they're a decent team. It's not like we're playing Colchester. Well, I won't say Colchester because they beat us, but it's not <laughs> like we're, we're playing. We're playing like a League One team or a Championship team. We're playing a, a decent team at their home ground, who were pretty unlucky to lose against us uh, a few weeks back. So you have all that, and I would imagine they'll play a fairly strong team. So it's one of those. Yeah, we can play a weakened team and, and not sacrifice the first team, but it'll be bloody difficult to win up there. Uh, so yeah, but I do, I do get what you're saying, but I just think. The Arsenal game, if we get a decent result at Arsenal, anything that happens against Wolves will, will be forgotten. Uh, because what, not only will you have the, the Twitter people on there, but you'll get the media will start chipping in with their, their rubbish about Nuno out and this sort of thing. 
you know, so that'll become a debate. I mean, Kane going to City is still talked about. Even now they're talking about on frigging Sky Sports. You know, <laughs> so, so the Nuno out thing will, will suddenly become a thing. So I think the the Sunday game, yeah, is, is... So, yeah, it's a difficult... But again, as I said many, many times, this is what Nuno gets paid to do. To it's exactly the point. It's yeah, exactly the point. He gets can, paid can to make these decisions and, to get it yeah. right. It's not yeah. us to get it right. It's down to him. And he yeah. has to yeah. get it right. No matter yeah. what he does, I don't think we can afford... I don't. Well, as I said, I don't think we can afford to lose either of those games. We might be able to get away with a draw. And I think if we, if we somehow get through Wolves, I think that at least gives him some more time. He doesn't get a result against Wolves and then goes into the North London derbies and said potentially lose that. Uh, I think it's it's time to be ticking for him. Mm. Do, do, do you think he'll survive that, Sam? If if the worst happens, lose those two games. Do, do you think is then you need six points out of the next nine or or we're rethinking? We I think it all depends on the style of play. You know, if he was to perform like he, if the team was to perform like they did in the first half against Chelsea, in the majority of the games after that. And we don't always get the results. I think fans will will accept that more. If you have performances like the second half and you have performances like Crystal Palace, you, you ain't got much time because he doesn't have the same CV as Jose. We allow Jose a bit of time because he's got a CV and says, well, I've got all these 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 trophies. Nuno doesn't have that. So his time is, is, is shortened because of that. He's playing a very similar style. And last season, there was no fans in the ground. So again, Jose got away with that. This season, you guys were there, so you'll know that, you know, too many more performances like that against Chelsea in the second half, they're not going to have it. Just not going to have it. Yeah, uh, Brian, I'll come to you. I've got a banner for you as well. Obviously, with the <laughs> Nuno question, but uh, I'll come to oh, Wayne's. Yeah, I'm going to take some protein but, shake for this but, one. Yeah, I, 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 I promise you I've got a question for everyone. So, if Nuno does survive until January... The question is, will we invest in January? And then that obviously comes into uh, Wayne's comment. For me, the team's attitude on the pitch comes from high up. So we were promised in uh, whenever it was that he did the thing that we're going back to Spurs DNA and we're the most offensive we've been since I can remember. Uh, we obviously need some players. We didn't get the backup striker. For me, we didn't get a creative midfielder. We didn't get a few others. You mentioned that there were a few players that Nuno wanted that he didn't get. Uh, so yeah, two questions for you. Uh, how do you see the Nuno situation if we if he keeps losing and the style of play, like Sam says, carries on? And do you think we will invest and and buy some of the players that we need in January? Uh, the floor okay, you is yours. Ask me that last question first. Ask me that last question again. What was it? Will we will we invest in January? Do you think? No. Next question. <laughs> 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 I must say, Brian, that you do surprise me. I thought you'd have been singing his praises. <laughs> no, uh, listen, uh, it, it, it gets to the point now where obviously anyone that has watched me, actually anyone that hasn't watched me, will know me in Spurs uh, YouTube. And I'm infamous for one thing and one thing only, and it's my pure, unadulterated hatred. And dis <laughs> I don't even know the words that I could conjure up to explain my feelings on that man. Um, Listen, let, let's look at it. You, you, you asked me there that Nuno hasn't got the players he wanted. I could say that about Jose. I could say that about Podge. I could, go, I could keep going back 20 years' worth of managers, mm -hmm. and it's all the same. It's the common denominator. Um, it doesn't matter what happens. Paratici has come in, and as I've said all season, without Paratici, there would be no Romero. That's, that's for sure. 
That's for that's for goddamn sure. He has attracted. He can reach that that kind of elite kind of player or or that kind of. He's widened the net a lot further for us to, to be able to get a better calibre of that's the word I was looking for. A better calibre of player. But with a better calibre of player comes a certain thing, money. Um and it's very, very easy to to, to to sell Juventus to anyone. Hey, do you want to come to Turin? Nine times out of ten you win the league, ten times out of ten you'll be in the Champions League. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll come. Hey, do you wanna come and uh then you come to White Hart Lane? Hey, do you wanna be in the Champions League, then the Europa League? Then the Conference League, everyone wants to leave, everyone leaves for the same reason, and everyone doesn't look at that reason because we can't say that because we've got a lovely stadium and a beautiful training ground that Deli Alley can run a few more kilometres in. I mean, it's, it was the, if, 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 there was a, if there was a trophy for who ran the most, hurrah, we're the champions. Wicked. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy. It, it's not the issue. Um, no, no, I, I, it doesn't matter what happens. Um, Nuno's not going to get backed. We could we couldn't even get Traore. I didn't want Traore. We can't even get that. Do you think he'll be fired before January if, if this kind of carries on? No. Do you think it'll be stuck this, with this, him? This, and then this is, a, this is a real complex question. You've got to look at this really, really in depth because if he does that, what was the bloody point in hiring him in the first place? Mm. That's the same with Mourinho, isn't it? Mourinho, you bring in to win a trophy. His first chance, he gets fired six days before. <laughs> complete yeah, waste of time. <laughs> This is the thing, and I, I, I said this on a few posts now. This is not the first time that Levy did this. The first time Levy came in, the very first move, like I, I remember, everyone will remember, when Man City got bought by their by their owners, the first thing they did is they went inside Robinho like that, hmm. like that. Off you go, he goes a thirty-four and a half million pound player, the likes Man City would only have dreamt of, like dreamt of to get in. The first thing Daniel Levy did was sack Jules Graham and bring in Glenn Hoddle. Now, if you look at that, like I did at the time, you think, oh, my God, this guy, he sacked an ex-Gooner and brought in God as manager. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a great PL stunt. That, that, I mean, but then you look at it, when you look at it in the complex of things, he did that the week of playing Arsenal in an FA Cup semi-final. Mm. When prior to that, two years before, he'd won our last trophy. So he's got a habit of sacking managers at crucial points of the season. There's no doubt about that. I mean... George, I'll go back and even say now, if I, if you told me back in 2001, George Graham's there and he's going to take Arsenal to an FA Cup semi, or Spurs against Arsenal in an FA Cup semi-final, would you want another manager there? I'd have said, hell no. He's had the whole season. If anyone knows Arsenal well, it would have been George Graham. It's the semi-final. So who knows what would have happened? But with, he's done this before. But, but if Nuno doesn't get the results... It's not his fault that this chairman took 75 days to get this job done. It's not his fault that it was the Euros and COVID and transfers that should have come in. He, he can't affect that. He can't affect that. If Nuno had come in at the beginning, and whether, forget, like I said, forget the Poch and Conte and every 328 other managers that were linked with the job. If he had come in on that time, when it was promised, had a whole... Uh, the, the rest of the season, or the end of the season, to... to get things ready, had the players in that weren't at the Euros to train with them when they came back from the summer, had the summer, the full summer to get the players in he wanted and then this was happening, maybe, maybe you could judge him. But if he goes, what you've got to look at, the biggest thing is, who comes in? We saw how hard it was to get managers out of the club when technically they're, they're a lot easier, get, uh, more, more guessable because the season's over. 
So until they come back to pre-season where they start getting their team and their, that's the time where you can get managers. Whether it's paid a compensation or, or them quit whatever, it's a lot easier. Who the hell in mid-November or whatever it may be, because I've heard he's got till the end of November. Um, when I say I've heard, I mean I've heard on other on other places and whatever that he's got to the end of November. Who in their right mind is going to want to come to Tottenham Hotspur? Seriously, unless it's about that. Because yeah. they're going to be a club that have got a manager in that after a huge fast of 75 days, got a manager in, didn't back him, sacked him. And you can't go to a Ten Hag and say, listen, I know you're smashing teams 9-0. You're, yeah. you're playing some incredible football, Ajax. You're in the Champions League. You might be, by November, getting into the, the knockout stages or the... The, the, the latter stage of the Champions League, do you fancy coming and managing in the Conference League? You're not going to be able to do it. There is no one at all you can get unless he swallows his pride, which we know he won't, or I know he won't, and goes and breaks the bank to bring in Conte. Conte right. is the only manager out there right now that if you sack him, if you sack Nuno, that any Spurs fan will go, OK, I understand. But then they'll say, why didn't you just do that in the bloody first place? I, th I still think he's waiting for Poch in two years. So I think if Nuno does is. go, it's Mason in for a year and a half or however long and then Poch well, is free in a it, year and a half. What? It's no chance. I reckon it's too much of a coincidence. It's Levy in two years' yeah. time. The manager is uh, out for nothing and there's a manager to come in for nothing. I think it's too much of a coincidence. I'd rather see Harry Redknapp than Ryan Mason. If, if that's the way we're going down, I'd rather see Harry Redknapp. We cannot I mean, have exactly, Ryan Mason. Exactly. I've got no real stats or anything to back it up with. It's just my no, uh, quick, kind of uh, thinking. I said I'm away when I was still part of Tottenham away and every stream that I went on, if I was Nuno, I would have said I'm not signing anything less than three years. Because two years, the exact the exact equation you've come to, two years and two years, it's on everybody. There's not a Spurs fan or player or, or or fan of another club that knows the way that this parasite works that hasn't thought that's the mm. connection. I would have said immediately, if I was Nuno, I ain't signing unless it's three years. So at least if you do sack me, yeah, yeah, there's another year yeah. on there top is of that. A... It, it completely is, it stinks. There is, there is uh, one, me and Chris are chatting off, off, off stage. There is one chap who uh, is looking for a job in management and is a uh, Spurs supporter. Me. That, uh, that's Roy oh, King. Just on the Poch thing. Sorry, just on the Poch thing. If, I know Poch has got two years left at PSG or just under two years, whatever it is. But Poch might not last that long at PSG, particularly if he doesn't win the Champions League, given the resources he now has. Messi, Neymar, and um, what's his name? Uh, Kylian Mbappe up front, mm. and all the rest of them, the, the, the jewels that he's got. He has to perform and he has to win. And I don't just mean winning the league, because I think yeah. I could do that with PSG given that team, but he has to win the Champions League and, and, and at least win that alongside the league as well. So Poch might not actually last two years. Yeah. It would be very interesting to see if Poch gets sacked, let's say that happens, what would happen with Nuno? 
because Poch would not be out of a job for a year and a half waiting. Let's say Poch gets sacked in January. He's not going to be a year and a half saying, oh, I'll wait for Nuno. He's going to get the next job available. It's really yeah. going to be interesting to see what would happen. Because I believe you're right in what you're saying, that Poch is, is being lined up in two years' time if that was going to work out for that reason. Yeah. Well, I think in your scenario there, if that were to happen, Poch would be in within a week. There's no compensation there, and he just has to pay compensation for Nuno. But uh, I've just got a few comments here. I swallow cum. Can I have a shout-out? Yes, you can. It's also said, uh, as long as you, Arsenal are more you, of a banter you, club than it's some white lads, which... You have just been... You have just been You've been done. You've just been done. <laughs> You've just been done. You've just, you just been done. Do not repeat done. that name. <laughs> say that name very slowly. Don't say it again. Don't say Don't, it again, uh, please. No, to, say oh, it in Jesus. your head very slowly. <laughs> you have just been done. Or whatever they say. There's not many people watching, so I might get away with it. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. yeah, come to Wayne Bonner then. Uh, 2001 yeah, that, that Graham, 2003 Hoddle, 2004 Santini, 2007 Yole, which I, th I thought that was a bit. Um, I thought Santini was in there less than three years. 2008 Ramos, 2012 Redknapp, 13 AVB, 14 Sherwood, 19 Poch, 21 Mourinho. Uh, yeah. I, good people are what people are watching about what I said, you know. Whoops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, luckily, Ams has forgotten about it. Nuno deserves time. Um, but yeah, Spurs for life. You, you said the same thing yesterday. It's starting to sound like a scratch record now. Why be so negative? We can't compete with elites. So let's give Nuno parity to a couple more windows. That, that's a fair comment. I just don't think that will happen. I just, I, I honestly believe Pochettino's coming whenever his time at PSG is up. I have to say with the Pochettino, though. I, I love Pochettino. I think we all love Pochettino. He gave me, in my footballing life at Sporting Spurs, the greatest few years I've actually, like, obviously, mm. Venables, I had some great time. Redknapp, Martin Yolk, who started all this. Mm. But Pochettino, I've never seen the club so united. Like, we were going into games, like, like Liverpool did a few years ago, three, four, fives. Games were over before half time. Yeah. The football yeah. was tremendous. The bond. But do you know what? I would love, I would, there's nothing more I'd love to see in my lifetime than Pochettino back at Spurs. But I never want to see him whilst Levy's there. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Because yeah, the same no. thing will happen. If we've got a new owner, whoever it may be, and I don't mean an oil merchant, I don't mean a, a Manchester, like, I, I mean someone that will back up. All I want, and all I've ever wanted, is our team to be back. I don't want Manchester City owners. I want people that will come in like Liverpool did. When they sell a Coutinho, there you go, there's the money. Or when you need strengthening, here you go, go do it. I don't expect to always get the upper echelons of every single player. But I want to feel that our shit, like Leicester, again, and we all go back to Leicester. But when they say, I want a player, they have a, they go, off you go, do it, just do what you, that's all I want. And Podge, I reckon, can do wonderful things at Tottenham again. And probably win us that league, if it's under a different owner. With Paratici, or if yeah. a Paul Mitchell came back, that's all I want. That's all I want. And as much as I would love to see Pochettino in two years, if Levy's there, I don't want him anywhere near it. But for Pochettino's own sake, yeah. do you not think though that we've got a bit more? Uh, as I said, because for me, I'm, I'm a bit more balanced on the Daniel Levy thing. I know that there's been good things and not so good things. However, we, I certainly was one of the people calling for a bit of a change in terms of the structure. Uh, footballing director, managing director of football, whatever you want to call him, he's there. And he's one of the best in Paratici. He's yeah. got a plan. He came out with his interview and said, we are planning for the future. We're getting in a type of player. We've never heard 
anybody come out and say this is the plan well i certainly haven't heard that in, in a yeah. number of years but there is now a plan are we not going a little bit too much into the sense of we want too much now i know we've had a lot of years of barrenness and i get that don't get me wrong i'm not saying that we should be like yeah. patient all the time but they've come out and said what the plan is or at least paratichi's come out and said what the plan is and to some degree some of that plan is is, is, is taking place. We've got, you know, Papisar, Papisar, who's going to be coming in next season, a player who's of immense quality. If you look at him from it, brilliant. We've got Brian Hills. We've got, you know, the, the Bergwines. We've got Romerian. So we are, in some way, got a plan of action. It's just maybe too soon for us to get all the expectations, maybe that we're not going to be a top six or top four side. Do we not have to give a little bit more patience? Sam, well, actually, uh, yes, uh, I have to say, I have to say, Sam, you gave the best opening line I've ever heard. You go, after speaking to me, you go, I'm a little bit more balanced. That can't be the best line I've ever heard coming straight after me talking about leaving. If you can find someone that's more out than me, then I need to meet this guy and literally hug him. But that was the best. And I listened to I'll just have a very, very quick say, Parashi, before I go down for a cigarette. I believe he's doing a good job. He, like I said, he's attracted a better calibre. Don't get me wrong, Saar does look like great talent, but I want now, not for this build for the future. So the things you're saying are right, but I've said it all along. We need a director of football, and I think we got the wrong one. For, for the model that Tottenham are, and what we do, for Louis Campos is the one that fits. You don't know, like Ted Hag fits that attacking football that we wanted. Bring through youth, play attacking football. That sounds to me... If you if you if you were to round up a manager and discuss, and I say what manager comes to your head, you'd say Ten Hag, and then if you'd want to say director of football that is finds these young talents, gets them in the club, makes them an absolute superstar worth millions upon millions, and then sells on, then you're talking about Louis Campos, and that's that's the, the issue with me. I, I've got full faith that Paratici is trying to do what he wants to do, and I can see in some ways he is certainly implementing it, but he. This is the bit where it gets interesting. He, he he gets a bit implemented, so it looks like it's happening. And then I have a feeling the powers that be will be like, yeah, you made an impact, which shows that we mean business. But now we it's the, it's the follow-through, Sam. You know what I mean? What you sure. said, I, on the Paratici side, I will give him all the time in the world. I'm completely with that, completely with him and what he's trying to do. And I really I will never turn on him. I don't... I won't be calling him that Don that everyone tries to call him because I don't think he's there yet. But like you said, I can honestly see what he is trying to do, without a doubt. But it's just whether he gets to follow through on it. Sure. Yeah, okay. let, let me go through a few more comments. I mean, since I made that ever, the uh, numbers of people watching has actually gone up. So if you want to send any more through to get me up to double figures, that would help. Um, but yeah, and, and eight, eight people watching at the moment. I hope, come on, uh, help me out here and get eight likes on the on the stream for when it's finished. But, come um, on, smash that like button. Am says, Poch has an 18-month deal with PSG. Quite common to have a small contract now and then get an extension, which which is true because he got a small uh, yeah. uh, uh, contract and then it got extended. It goes on to say, Nuno may be a stopgap. If he does well, Levy will sign him up, which I fully agree with that. I just think if he doesn't do well, I mean... We'll, we'll come on to a golden handshake, a golden handshake, a gentleman's handshake in a second. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's a gentleman's handshake with Pochettino. You don't sign a new deal, and I think that's possibly why they've kept Mbappe and not <laughs> not taken two hundred million because they're desperate to get that Champions League before he goes. 
Uh, Spurs for life. We're not even in the Champions League. What manager do you think we can get? Nuno did brilliant for two seasons with Wolves, so you need to give him time. It's pretty much exactly what Brian said. Who would we get? Also says, uh, Poch only had one way of playing. His stupid overtraining methods cost us a lot of injuries and the players stopped playing for him. I agree with the last second, but the training methods got us into the Champions League four years in a row and uh, been the best manager, most successful manager in my lifetime. Uh, Ames or, or Ams, oh, apologies for butching it. Paratic, he didn't get a lot of free players. Pogba, Dybala, Luis Campos is, is quality from Lille and well said. Brian Romero will be quality and Paratic, he got him. Uh, and Spurs for life I uh, personally think he's creating a team for Ten Hag next year or the year after but then that kind of goes into uh, you know Nuno's only on a two year no compensation and then you can go and get like a Ten Hag for example because you, you've got rid of some of that compensation uh, I haven't heard this we're looking at Gravenberg who's a fantastic midfielder I've not, not heard of that but obviously hopefully that'll be in January uh, <laughs> I've got some uh, backup. Big, big yourself up. We'll make mistakes. Well, that that was a big one. I'll admit that. I've, uh, I was looking at that comment for about five minutes. I didn't even clock the name. Uh, yeah. And and lastly, Spurs for life. Pretty sure we have eyes on three Ajax players. Plus, we already have Sanchez, which I, I'm assuming Gravenberch is there for an Ajax player. But um, I mentioned a, a, a gentleman's handshake there, and Brad, that links us on to Harry. Is he oh, interested? Certainly in that boy. second half, there were, there were instances there where he was jumping for a ball like a kid jumps when they can't be bothered to play or they're tired and he just wasn't doing anything. He got quite a lot of criticism on um, Sky from Roy Keane, but uh, uh, Shearer, who was obviously a striker, was saying he's trying to do the work of three people. Uh, that's why he's coming so deep. Uh what, what do you think about it? I mean, to me, he did look at an interesting. I spoke to Tommy after the game yesterday, and he was saying that it's the first time he's questioned Kane's not loyalty, but, um, well, not I, professionalism. I, but uh, um, I can't think of the word. But uh, what do you make of Kane? And, and obviously, he's not scoring goals. And well, I, I, I think Bob uh, Spur said this a, a, a month or so ago when the Man City thing was was happening. He said if he stays at Spurs. Because of what's happened, he only has to have a bad game and everyone will be saying, oh, he's hard to start at Tottenham. And I think that's probably what we're seeing now because I gave him the benefit of the doubt against Palace, as I think, if, you know, mm. speaking to you earlier, you know, he, he'd had that game against Poland where he got kicked up, the, you know, all over the park. And so I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Yesterday, again, he wasn't that much better. So it's it sort of, you're weighing up, is it because he has to get fit or match fit, has to get back into match, you know, just shape, match shape. Because he doesn't normally start well in the seasons, does he? he no. and so I made the point, the last time he didn't score in August or whatever, he went on to become mm. the top goal scorer that season. Admittedly, it was under one of Policino's teams. But So I think what's happening now is that because of what happened with the Man City thing, as Bob Spurs said, <clears throat> is that we're now doubting his loyalty to Tottenham and his, his attitude to Tottenham because he's not playing very well. But Rob Spurs says, doesn't he, he's giving people the opportunity to exactly, say that exactly, about him. Exactly. Whereas before it'd be, oh, you know, before it used to be, oh, he's being overworked. You know, that's what you say. Yeah, We haven't got a backup striker. He's being overworked. He's playing every game. This is why, you know, he's not playing very well and this sort of thing. So, yeah, but now because of the Man City, it's all, you know, he's, he's Arsenal at Tottenham. I honestly, after Sunday... I, I, as I said, I gave him the benefit of the doubt against against uh, Palace. 
Sunday, uh, yeah, it, it's it's that balance is sort of low. It's it's starting to waver a bit now. So, I mean, the, the fact with, with Keane is that he, uh, with Kane is that you know he's, he's here. He's here for the duration until January at least. You know, so he's got to start sometime. So I guess we'll probably know for sure around about January whether his his yeah. his heart's at Tottenham still. But I, I can understand why people will watch tomorrow and think now his heart's not in it. Uh, you know, I really do. But yeah, it's a really difficult. It's a difficult one because he's such a decent player. You know, he's the one of our own and all that sort of thing. He's he's close to Jimmy Greaves' record. Uh, but I did notice yesterday with the fans, not once did they sing he's one of our own. Not that I mean, no. if he'd have scored, maybe they would have done. Probably, probably would have done. But yeah, it was. Uh, mm, it's a, it's an interesting one that. Yeah, a couple more comments. Ams again, thanks so much for keeping in touch and watching. Sell Kane and rebuild like Liverpool Spurs for life. Thanks so much for watching. We need to realise where we are, which is sick at best. So sell Kane and start all over again. I think the issue with that is if we were going to get 150 or something like that for him, it was the summer. I don't think you'll get it now. And then even in January, it's only six months until uh, Mbappe's free. I know he wants to go to Real Madrid, but there'll be Man City and United and teams in for him and Haaland for 70. Uh, but, you know... Uh, Ams again after winning the Champions League. I think he must have been losing there. We did invest in Tangay and Gio. I- issue was recruiting. I mean, that's a common theme, isn't it? Getting the wrong players, even back to Pochettino early days. After Bale, we managed to rebuild, but that was luckiest. We got a few gems. Uh, again, we, we bought about six players. There were only two of them are any good. Uh, Daniel from America. Hi, everyone. How are you doing, Dan? Um, great channel. He's got Dan THFC. Go on YouTube and follow that. I love him. Um, but yeah, uh, Sam and Brian, I'll, I'll come to Brian first, just because you're on the left of the screen. Uh, Kane, would you, w- sorry, Sam, sorry, Sam. That's cool, that's I'm cool. Left- I just thought that was quite funny. <laughs> lefties are winning. I, I, I'm, I'm working from a, like, a reading perspective. But yeah, I mean, um, what do you make of Kane yesterday? And, and this season, and, and do you think he's, he's, he's mentally gone, or do you think it's just the team of crap and he's trying to do too much? Okay, I don't care how much controversy I change with this. I said it yesterday. I was screaming it yesterday, and I stand by it. I want Scarlett to stop North London derby. I don't care. Um, at least Scarlett will give passion. At least Scarlett will run. At least Scarlett will try. Harry Kane, yesterday, was absolutely embarrassing. Was I, I was absolutely disgusted with him. Not just because of his performance, but on the day. Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart had a saying in wrestling, and it sums Jimmy Greaves up. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Okay? And after he passed away, on the day of this, when he's chasing that man's legend, that legendary that legendary goal-scoring uh, total, to put in a performance like that was disgusting. And it's not it's not just down to him. But what I said against the Crystal Palace game and the Wrens game, everyone's going, oh, he's not getting the service. He's not getting the service. He is a world-class player. When world-class players do things and they see games aren't going the way they want, they adjust to make things and have an impact. They say, right, this is not happening. I'm going to grab this game by the scruff of the neck. And the perfect example I will give is a game with Paul Gascoigne with his famous commentary from John Monson when we went on our FA Cup run in 1990, 1990-1991, where we'd been passing it around, whatever, and the attack was going nowhere, Gaza got the ball on the halfway line, took on three or four players, played a one-two ball, he's in the back of the net. And John Watson's commentary was going, 
Gascoigne's got the ball. The crowd are happy with that because the attack was going nowhere. It is now. Oh, my God, it really is going somewhere. Back of the net. <laughs> big-time players come and stamp their authority in big-time games. And Harry Kane yesterday was disgusting. His, he was hardly, and if you weren't at the game, you don't see everything that we did see at the game. Harry Kane's performance, he was strolling around the pitch. He didn't give a care in the world. When we, I've seen on many occasions, not just on TV when I've been there, I've seen Harry Kane play a number of times. If we go a goal down, he's there going, come on, guys, come, rallying the guys, doing everything. He just walked off, head down to the to the centre circle, just to just. It was disgusting. I was absolutely appalled by him yesterday. And as Bob Spurs said on a stream we were on, was it? Was it? Um, it may have been Tottenham away, but it may have been when I was on Tommy's yesterday. They said if we had signed an Eduardo or Edward, whether the Crystal Palace or another striker, we could have said Harry Kane. Do you know what? Go piss off for three weeks. Go sort your head out because you're here now. Come back. And do what you do. And another prime example I'll give, which everyone will remember, Luka Modric. Mm. When Luka Modric didn't get his move to Chelsea, mm. he came back and before that season to Madrid, had one of the best seasons he had yep, in the Spurs he shirt. He and he, he scored that goal against Liverpool, where mm. it was an absolute thunderbolt into the top corner. And he showed, you know what? I may not have got my move. I'm here. I'm going to deal with it. Harry Kane yesterday was absolutely disgraceful. On the day of Jimmy Greaves passing, he should hang his head in shame. And like I said, if I see Scarlett start the next two games, I will be happy. I am so disappointed in him. And if we get a chance to sell him in January, piss off. Really, piss off. I mean, a few more comments. Spurs for life. Kane is fed up of having to drop so deep into field just to try and get a sniff of the ball. He's given up the golden boot already. He should have gone to Man City and it's clear he doesn't want to be here. I'll see what happens in the Arsenal game. I'm sure he will start. But if it's another performance like that, not even I'll lose faith with him. Uh, Spurs Live goes uh, another two comments. We're suffering without a proper, proper creative midfield on Celso, not Premier League quality piece of deadwood. It needs to go. I uh, have to tend to agree with that. Um, uh, Ams, at the end of the day, we made Harry Kane. Wouldn't have got... Let me bring that one up. Uh, wouldn't have got a sniff when he was a kid at either City or Chelsea, which is true. Uh, mm. Uh, we were linked with Kessie, weren't we? Uh, Spurs for Life says uh, he's another mercenary who's looking for a massive hike in wages. AC Milan are not happy about it, so are willing to sell. But I mean, that just could be he might not be happy about uh, where he's at um, Madrid. Skinnyo, we should have sold Kane for the highest bid with hindsight. I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But Sam, uh, what, what do you make of Kane? Do you think he's given up? Do you think he doesn't want to be there? Do you think he's trying too hard? Do you think we should give him a bit more of a chance? Do you think he's had his chances? I mean, so many questions there. Where are you with the Kane situation? Okay, so um, Kane should have been sold. I, I, I've been on record. When we had the opportunity to sell, the reason I say that is because it was clear from about last April when he was doing all these interviews, little whispers coming out, he wants to go. We've got a player, and no matter what anybody says, we've got a player at Spurs that doesn't want to be there. That's big. He's there, but he doesn't want to be there. That's for fact. Um, on top of that, he did as much as possible without downing tools to not play pre-season for Spurs. I think Nuno, having started pre-season with Son up top, expected Kane to be gone. And I expected Kane to be gone. It didn't. And we was all like, well, that's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. You're keeping a player who doesn't want to play. Now, I don't care who you are, 
you're never gonna give your best performance mm. if you don't want to do something it's just natural that's just human nature you're never going to get the best out of it kane last season had a phenomenal season but the team revolved around him the, the, it worked because he was able to get into spaces do his thing you'll never see him have the amount of goal assists and goals the, the, the highest in in the league i don't think we'll see that from kane i don't think we're going to see kane at that level anymore he's going to go through the motions at spurs because of that it's now going to be game to game are we going to see him up for it against someone like wolves i don't think so should he be up for it against arsenal 100 mm -hmm. i've said this again harry kane doesn't have to play for his england career either he's england's captain no matter what he does he will always make the world cup next season so he doesn't have to play and show gareth Southgate what he has to do some players would have to in this in that situation he doesn't have to do that i just really generally believe that if harry kane doesn't show up on sunday against arsenal we may as well say that we're never going to see that hurricane that we've had the season's gone by and that's not his fault because i just don't think he can raise his game to play for a team that he doesn't want to play for anymore mm. we saw the scenes at the end of last season the last game the hugs he was giving son and Deli ali was like i am off see you guys later thanks for the memories he waved and he was gone tears in his eyes he's been kept against his will and he's got another what three years left on a contract he's thinking to himself how the hell am i going to do this for three years because if he doesn't get if he wasn't sold in the summer i don't think he's going in january and next no. summer there's too many other players available for the big teams like city you've got the mbappes you've got as we talked about harland there's a number of other players that are going to be available for free who's going to pay 100 million for kane next summer nobody when he's yeah, going to be 30. it's not going to happen so no. he's now we've now we've almost got a prisoner of war he's going to be just yeah. playing the game because he has to and that's and that's a that's a that's the reality that we have to accept now can kane produce moments of greatness yes he can is it going to be consistent i don't believe it is if we don't see any level of performance against arsenal against arsenal where he normally produces his mm. best days we've seen them games where he does come up and he scored loads of goals again if he doesn't turn up against arsenal on sunday which he, by the way he's not being helped with the formation that's being played i'll give him that thing but if we don't see a level of effort from him we might as well just forget he's a passenger for us and but sir, what you say on that, the fact that i i agree with you, the 433 i said it for when he came back does not suit him jamie o'hara even said it on talk sports like i prefer tottenham this season playing without kane as opposed to, to to with him which i agree but you think if you've got this striker of this class you'd make the formation work for him they're not even 100 percent. To i totally agree with you. and this is what i'm saying about the two players that you've got to do that with you've got to do that with him Dumbelli. you've got to do that with kane as well yep. son is a is a is a manager's dream he will literally do whatever you ask him he's enthusiasm he's there was a point last season where son i think i can't remember which game it was but he was the saddest i've ever seen i can't remember which game it was and someone will probably remind me Man the City, Carabao that Cup final. day and he was mm. like he was broken but he come back from that he's now you know i thought when he was in pre-season son was going to be the man he looked like he wanted to be that man and yep. playing central and he looked like we can build something around him and i was like almost like yeah i can see how we can go without kane kane has a, a different a different set of uh, um attributes that i think if i'm if i'm honest with you i think son has more attributes in terms of an all-round player kane is a goal scorer but at the moment he's not doing things as a goal scorer would do you can't compare him to the likes of Lewandowski because Lewandowski pulls things out of the hat. His link plays great. He doesn't always have to drop so deep. I just think now we've seen that a player who's kept against his will 
who his main his main focus was to to score goals. If he's not even willing to do that now, then he's got to go. He's got to go. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Brad, you had your hand up. Yeah, I need to go. Uh, yeah, I've got, no worries. Uh, Irish Hotspur now to, to go on. So yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for coming on. Welcome yeah, anytime. No problems. Uh, uh, Brad's uh, Twitter handle will be yeah, Brad's Twitter handle will be in the description. Um, just a couple more comments. Uh, I'm going to need a moderator soon. It's great. Keep coming. Actually, hey, guys. Cheers, Brad. Uh, Kane's been crap. He won't get his move away. Absolutely disgraceful. Son is more to us than Kane. That's what Dan says. Yeah. Uh, Spurs for life. Team are backing Jose mode and Kane has given up due to lack of service. He's not holding him to account at all. I, I would tend to agree with that, but if it carries on, certainly against Arsenal, like you say, Sam, where he scores goals for fun against them. He does against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah and then Ams has literally, Ams has, I think, hit the nail. Kane is ruining it for himself. If he plays like this, no one will come in and buy him. He's got a chance to beat the great Jimmy Greaves record, which, you know... He, you got a chance to to be immortal, essentially. I mean, uh, 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 your stadium, or you uh, and you play well to get your move away, but he's he's not doing anything. Uh, you know so, what it is right now. Uh, right now, I, I don't even want him to beat Greaves' record. I don't even want no. him to. If, if this is the way he's going to act, he doesn't deserve that honor. You look at you look at, and I, I, I can only go on again against. People like, I'm going to name three players and I hate that I'm having to use Arsenal and Chelsea players. Ian Wright. Ian Wright. Whether you love him or hate him, I think he's a great character. He was a mm. wonderful footballer and he broke Cliff Bastin's record. He smashed it. And he he bled Arsenal. Never mm. once down tools. He may, he may have done some rush challenges or got himself into bad publicity, whatever. But when he got on the show, when he, when he crossed that line, he was all about Arsenal. Thierry Henry. The greatest player I've ever seen play in the Premier League, hands down, without foul. And I hate admitting it, but without a doubt, he was devastating. He obliterated everything. And on the pitch again, superb, gave everything. Frank Lampard, who battered a midfielder who beat whoever the fucking Chelsea, whoever he is, player. But he did it. He wore the Chelsea badge with honour. Never caused Chelsea a moment's stress. And he worked hard. And Frank Lampard, we all know that famous interview with West Ham when he, Harry Redknapp's there saying he's going to go right to the top. He worked damn hard to get there. Now, don't get me wrong, Harry Kane has done that with Tottenham. But the way he's acting right now, he is ruining a legacy. Mm. And if he carries on like this, I pray to God he does not break Jimmy's record. Yeah. Well, I, I, the thing I, is, just, I, just to go back to that point about the Jimmy views, how many goals is he away from that record at present? It's about 40. I think so, he's on two, two, three, yeah, yeah. two, three, three, and he's got against two, six, six. Okay, so what I'm saying is, it's almost like a, a double sword. If he plays to get to Jimmy D's record, he's obviously going to be scoring goals, which means there will be something in him that's changed. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this: if if Harry Kane does really sit down with his advisors, okay. sit down with his family, sits down and thinks to himself, because they, they don't let, let, let's not get this wrong, they're not oblivious to the social media. Whether they read it or not, they're going to know what people are actually thinking about them. So if he has a any sort of professionalism, any sort of, you know, care for the club, and I think he does, obviously, he's played, he's been through the academy, he will then have to have some real hard, honest conversations with those around and say, look, I'm unlikely to get the move I want now. I have now got other focuses. I want to beat records. 
that being said, he may go down a very selfish road. At the moment, he's just going down a I'm just here sort of mode. If he then bucks his ideas up, even if he then becomes really selfish and doesn't pass and does like a, a Mo Salah and wants to score all the goals, I'll be happy with that because at least he's then contributing to the team. At the yeah. moment, he's not contributing to the team. So we can't get anything out of him. If he beats Jimmy Gibbs' record in the next year and a half, it means he's contributing to the team. So I'm happy with that. So it's a bit of a, a double-edged sword in that sense for me. You're right yeah. on that. I, I, you're right on that. I must say, so. you're completely right. Yeah, a few more comments here. Um, football is a one-in-a-million profession. You always have to give 100%. I agree with that. And too many of the players in the second half didn't. Uh, Hugo Lloris excluded. I thought he was superb and stopped it being a rugby score. Uh, from what you were saying about Gaza, Brian Spurs Live says he's better dribbler than Messi, most yep. skillful player he's ever seen after Ronaldo, a uh, Brazilian Ronaldo. I'll put, uh, Gaza, also, above, I'll put Gaza above him. Gaza to me yeah. is the greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah, and why did we stop looking at Croatian players and known for being creative? Um, yeah, uh, uh, Skino, uh, to be, <laughs> and a certain man at the top, to be uh, not you, Sam. to be fair the whole team has has created very little it's not just Kane he looks like he doesn't want to be there though Uh, he's still a a top pro Spurs for life Uh, yearns for the golden boot but he's not getting any service but he has to do stuff for himself like Shearer says stop coming so deep get the midfield to do that Uh, Brian we have to hope Kane does a Gerard and Rooney and turn it round Uh, Carl Simpson, hi Carl. New came wanted to leave, it didn't happen. I'm just so surprised he appears to have given up. Granted, half the time, and I watch. Now, granted, half the time I watch, and he might as well be in centre midfield. I be, yeah. Nuno's got to see that and go, stop that, stop that. You're not a midfielder. Uh, let, let's face it, if he scores against the scum, all is forgiven. I'm not sure all will be forgiven, but it'll go exactly. a long way into getting him back into people's hearts again. Uh, Spurs for life. Tottenham to me have like a very beautiful looking woman on the outside is wearing no knickers. Another one from Am's Eric Dyer stated previously the one is actually sprayed across Tottenham irrespective of his football and ability. That's the kind of fire you want. And uh, I mean, I mean, we've pretty much come to the end. We've pretty much discussed everything, but uh I'm doing a Spurs preview for the Arsenal game on Friday, so we won't delve into that too much. But Sam, like final thoughts after yesterday? Final thoughts after yesterday. Um, Nuno, Nuno has to take responsibility for the good and he also has to take responsibility for the bad. So do the players. Uh, we've shown that the first half we can compete with the champions of Europe, probably the best squad and probably the most organised team in the league this season is going to be Chelsea. Anybody that finishes above Chelsea will win the Premier, in my opinion. And I think they're going to go very close in the Champions League as well, because I think they're that good. I think they're depth and they've got the technical now. My final thoughts on Spurs, though, would be we need to have mentality. We need to have a mentality shift. We also need to play to the strengths of the players that we've got in the team. This 4-3-3, when we saw last week against Crystal Palace, a 4-3-3 with Hoybier, Winks and Skip, is a no-no. He cannot, and that's a bit of a pun there, a no-no, no-no. He cannot do that. He just cannot do that. So he has to play to the strengths of the players that he's got and also put in players that can do something for the team. The likes of Ndombele. Yeah, we know that some, and I don't even think it's a fitness issue with him. I think it's just a case of, he maybe sometimes think, you know what, I'm putting a bit of effort. There's players around here that are just not as good as me and he just drops his levels. 
because he did play 90 minutes and he did play 90 minutes when he was um who did he play for before when he was before at spurs oh, uh, Lil, was it Lil. let's uh, Lil or Lil. i can't remember which one but he he oh, has Lil, proved that he Lil, can do yeah. it um so i i know he's in there he's now nuno is under immense pressure let's see if he can build the team around the players that need to be built around harry kane and endombele let's see what happens on sunday and if the attitude is the same as it was in that second half it's going to be a very very long season for us yeah i agree that uh, brian final thoughts on yesterday i'll leave you out <laughs> <laughs> straight to the point i like it i like it uh... yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> Listen, wrapping up yesterday, all I will say, listen, I, I got to do something yesterday that I, I, I didn't know that I'd ever get to do because, like I said, I, I, I didn't spend any money yesterday. As, as people know, and Chris, you're, you're vouched for it, I refuse to spend money in that stadium for obvious reasons, <laughs> so I'm sticking to my word, but I never, ever thought I'd be able to get to go to a game at the new stadium because of the situation, and I won't put mm. money into that stadium. A ticket came available, uh, which I was very, very grateful to get, and I got to see that, listen, all jokes aside, that stadium is a work of art. It's um, if you haven't been in it, it's like literally, I met up with Brad Matthews straight away and people were like, let's go to here or let's go to Beaver Town. I was like, what are you talking about? And then you walk in and you see all this stuff. And then I saw benches of people sitting down watching the West Ham game, like the biggest roar when Noble missed his penalty. I was like, what are people doing? <laughs> oh, they're just sitting there. And then people going, oh, so I mean, you on the, the bar on level four. I thought I was in an airport. The stadium itself is absolutely outstanding come on brian give Levy some credit for that come on brian i know you don't want to do it give him some credit for the stadium come on brian let's do it he might do it off air he's not going to do it you're going to need to go a lot further than that for me to say those words um but but yeah and i've got to be very careful because cody clipped me saying something last time and if cody's watching this i have to be careful because i'm suing him for slander anyway yeah but no i mean listen it was a great stadium. The South Bank, South Bank, the South Stand is incredible. I mean, I, I was halfway up it, but then when you look up and just see how steep it goes, the whole the whole thing is the stadium is fantastic. The, the football was diabolical in the second half. Um, but like I said, I got to meet so many people, not just uh, people from streams. I mean, people were even recognising me. I was like, what the hell? Um, and it was just, I mean, I was like, really like bloody. But it was just nice to be everyone. We spent time with Ben Simeon and Grandpa. Um, was incredible. That that was something in itself. The football, listen, I think, like I said, we, we, we have to stop blaming Nuno. We always reach for the manager. Yes, I have an agenda before anyone says I bloody well do. There's no doubt about it. But we need to stop blaming every single manager that comes in under this guy and thinking it's his fault. Wake up and, uh, uh, and see what's going on. And then, like I said, finally, the NFL protests. I can't. I, I will keep going on at every stream. People are asking why are these these uh, this protest so important. Now the reason behind it, obviously, is the NFL is a huge, huge franchise, a huge. And living in North America, I can explain to you just how big that thing is. Um, we're not going there to cause trouble. We're not there to cause violence. We're not there to do anything. We are there to state the facts of what is going on, and try. Not. We're not trying to get the game postponed. But what will happen is when it comes to bad image or bad press, the NFL will swallow Daniel Levy whole. Like a piranha in a feeding frenzy. Like, what the hell are you doing? This is the NFL. And the only way we can force change is by cutting him off at the money. 
that's the only thing. We've tried everything else. And the only thing, if you agree that you leave you out um, and you want the club back, and like I said at the beginning, I don't want it to be a Manchester City and a billionaire club. As much as I'd love it, I just want a chairman that will back the manager and will follow through with his promises. And I don't mean, here you go, here's half a billion, go buy your team. I want to see progression coming and I want to see communicate. Like, I mean, this is going from one extreme to the other. I think Aston Villa, and when they sold Greenish, what their... Uh, mm. I th- Puslo did. I don't know if he's director of football or so, whatever title he's got. That was wonderful. Mm. So to have someone sit down and communicate, or even like the Leicester, what they do with their fat, just to communicate with the fans and not lie to us constantly. That's all I want. Um, but yeah, like I said, the best thing was uh, was um, seeing everyone. It was an honour to be there for Jimmy Greaves's tribute. I just wish, in all honesty, I wish we'd done more. Um, because of what he is. And it, it sums it up when the biggest cheer of the day was for Paul Coity because he was back to do the presentation or or the half-time yeah, show yeah. for Greasy. And you can see him how emotional it got with that. But like I said, I'm back home in England. It's great seeing everyone. I'm going to be on Sam's Super Show for the first time. Yeah, do you know what? I get withdrawal symptoms. I actually <laughs> message, I message him and go, uh, I think if I've done something to piss him off or something, I'm like, wait a minute. But, but, but I haven't been on their show for ages. I always love spending time with Sam. I love spending time with this dude. And most importantly, I'm going to be up north next week. So you're not far from uh, Stoke-on-Trent. Are you, uh, Sam, roughly not, like geographically? It's about an hour and a bit. So if it, if it fits into the schedule, of course I'm going to be there. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to meet up with Bobby a few times in Derby if that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, be easy. Um, Ah, oh, brilliant. So I'm going to be there. So just to actually, we saw yesterday, it's all well and good getting to know people, considering us all friends and talking camera to camera, but there's no substitute for meeting them in person, sitting down and having a meal or me a glass of Coke whilst people have a beer. Um, that's what that's what it's all about. And uh, I, ju- I just can't wait for that. I've done it with you, Chris, and I'll see you a few more times whilst I'm here. And I yeah, can't wait I to do it with the, the man that is Sam. And we can have a good leave yeah. to debate off camera. Um, <laughs> With no funny names, no silly sentences, just a very honest. And I, I love talking with Sam. Sam is Darius on tomorrow? Uh, yeah, but Darius is at university, so he might not be because it's Freshers' Week as well. So he might not be uh, entirely the, the, in, in the frame of mind to do that. Let's say, but hopefully, as, we'll... as long as he has his, as long as he has his matching, uh, as I always say, Darius and the amazing Technicolor earphones, because um, they're <laughs> earphones for every jumper. But yeah, I look forward to that. But yeah, it was just great yes. seeing everyone yesterday. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, last few comments that have come in. Uh like Gaz is by far the greatest player I've seen playing in England first division, Premier League. Uh, I don't think many people can uh, debate that. Uh, Am's great stream. I'll be watching the next one. Cheers for your support and getting in and getting involved. If you want to come on, just give me a shout. Uh, <laughs> stadium's a spaceship. Uh, Levy did well on the stadium. Brian says no comment. Um, what do you think we signed Wayne Rooney as a backup striker and Derby looked down and out? I'd rather have him in as midfielder so Kane doesn't have to and then have him in the ballet bowl where he Gary, doesn't have to track mate, back. Get Gary Lineker out of the Manchester Day studios and bring him in. <laughs> but he will give more... I, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Uh, or try and get Berbatov out of retirement. I'll take Berbatov. And I'm not joking. Right now, he'd probably still be able to smash it. Yeah, uh, and... Uh, Rooney in his prime. Uh, another uh, thanks for the uh, great stream. No problem. Thanks for getting in touch and getting involved. Rooney would still have it as a backup, but how old is he now? He's about 38, I think, now. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, there's quite a few here. Levy out, so funny, your comment there. I might make that as the uh, minute um, preview kind of thing. Please, Spurs for life. Someone see through your facade, Spurs for life. See through your facade. Brian loves Levy. Levy loves Brian. You don't want to admit it. And that's a new chant. Um, There, Holly. All all I will say, I've got to say, Spurs for life, if you are a Levy in, and like I said, people may see me get very, very aggressive with Daniel Levy. And people will know in Twitter groups that I'm in. I can get very, I don't mean it directly at people. I'm never personal. I'm never abusive to that person or whatever. What I will say, and I, all I want is people that are leaving in to come on these shows and say why they are and have an honest, honest, honest debate. I would never go and attack someone verbally or, or in, in, in any way. Um, and there's going to be a great In The Wall special on Bosford TV. I'll just give it a plug where he has actually got, I wouldn't say a Levy in, but not a Levy out. To have a debate <laughs> with a couple of... And, but, Take it all and, about. So, so... There's going to be me. I'm actually going to be physically with Bob Spur uh, on that day, so I will be on the stream. And I think it's me and Stelios and this guy as someone oh, bringing that God. guy. So I, I, I can vouch that I will not be a, uh, but it will be very, uh, <laughs> a very, very good debate. And I think we need to clip Sam's. I'm a little bit more levelled. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit more balanced. Balanced. That's my <laughs> phrase. A bit more balanced. That's what- that's the word, but I think you could put an elephant on the scale and it wouldn't be more balanced. Uh, <laughs> with me and Levy out. But yeah, like I said, uh, uh, I am how I am and it won't change. No. But yeah, we wouldn't have you any other way, Brian. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks guys so much. And for Brad as well, who had to head off early. But uh, Sam, thanks so much for coming on. Always a pleasure You're to have you on. Welcome anytime. Uh, just before you go, it'll be in the description anyway, the Paxton Road TV. Where can people find that if they don't know Paxton about that? Road TV on YouTube. You can find us, obviously, Paxton Road TV, as it says there in the description. Uh, look out for, it's already gone. It was at 8 o'clock tonight, Judge Jody's Play Rating Show. And then during the week, we've got preview action show for the Wolves game. Darius is going to do a lineup show. And we've got a few little quirky shows. As Brian has already said, he's on Talking Points tomorrow where we're going to be discussing Harry Kane in a little bit more detail uh and then yeah just look forward to the game on su- well say look forward to we've got to get to the game on sunday so yeah well preview and reaction shows for that as well so thank you very much again chris for having me on this i oh, know problem my pleasure uh, brian always a pleasure uh tottenham on tour people don't know where that is where can they find that they they can find me on tottenham on tour we may or may it's i'm waiting to find out from brian island we may be doing a show tonight with cody but it may just be him and cody because of the time difference um if I'm still awake and I said this and you like I said you saw me on a stream till 2 a.m. There's every chance I'll be on it. Um, <laughs> but tomorrow I am on, as Sam mentioned, his fantastic channel, which like I said, I actually do get withdrawal symptoms. And I feel like, <laughs> when I haven't been on this long, I feel like I'm the black sheep of the family and I'm in the corner doing the Bart Simpson lines for something I may have done. Um, but I, I'm going to always oh, go and dear. check them out because they are growing and they are fantastic. And I've got a lot of time for everyone there, especially uh, Sam and Darius. Um, Wednesday, you can find me. I will be doing the watch log at the We Are Tottenham TV studio for the Wolves game. So Ben and Simeon are there. I'll be doing it with John Cooper. And I'll be doing the fan show after. So if we lose, expect uh, uh, me to blame everything on a certain person. Um, and I'll find a way to... You know that six degrees of separation? That's basically me and the parasite. Um, and I will always <laughs> find that way. Um, but yeah, they can find me on there. And then obviously, there's going to be a lot of Spurs-Arsenal stuff coming up. We're doing one, hopefully with my best mate, who is unfortunately a gooner. Um, 
and we'll be telling a few stories of the stupid things we've done during Arsenal Tottenham games and some of them are I'll tell you one thing one of the ones we one of the stupid things we did we had a bet live in a pub that whoever lost had to kiss the other person's foot Spurs unfortunately lost so my best mate took his shoe off took his sock off I kissed his foot and as I was kissing his foot Someone put my head down and wouldn't let my foot cut my head off the foot. <laughs> Once they did, I turned around and found out it was my dad. So this is just the kind of <laughs> this, is, this is just the kind of crazy that and to say that's like a, a small thing into the craziness that we did. Um so we're gonna have him and hopefully I don't wanna I'm not he's not hundred percent yet, but I have been speaking to him. He's been on our uh, when I was on Tottenham Way. Hopefully we're gonna have Kenny Ken on as well. Brilliant. So hopefully Kenny Ken yeah, Formerly of Arsenal Fan TV will be on there as well. He is a great, 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 great guy. Um, and he was on my mental health show that I did a few months ago. So hopefully he will be on. But then, yeah, we'll all be doing our Arsenal. And just please, 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 please if, if there is a God, I'm back home for Arsenal Spurs. Just please, three points. I don't care what else happens. Please, please, please. And then, yeah, that's where you find me talking on tour. The only place you don't find Brian is on Mars because you can't get there. Other than that, he's everywhere. <laughs> like I said, mate, like I said, I've got my Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman dressed. I'm walking the corner and I'm working it, baby, working it. Oh, you also forgot Levy's house because he's never been invited. He's, he's not going to get an invite. Yeah. <laughs> he's not getting a Christmas invite to Levy. No chance. Yeah. I certainly won't get it. With us both being Jewish, I certainly won't get a Christmas invite. Hanukkah, maybe. Hanukkah, maybe. You got me on that one. You did get me. Yeah, like that. yeah. I mean, I, I was worried this wouldn't be a, a fun show just because of what we were talking about. But it's been a great show having you both on. Uh, Brad as well. Uh, You've got the two channels there, Paxton Road TV, Tottenham Tour. They'll be in the description if you only listen to the audio. Only listening. If you're listening to the audio only, it'll be in the description there. Obviously, you've got the likes on here. Hit those likes, hit those subscribes, click the notification bell on all three channels as well. Uh, and, yeah, uh, let's hope the next one oh, – or the next one won't be too bad because it's a preview show. So we haven't got a bad game and lots to talk about. But They're always good about the next that. The preview shows are great because you can say, yeah, we're going to win, we're going to do this. Yeah. And then you get to the reaction shows and it's all bloody hell. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, let, let's hope next Monday is a better performance and a win. Uh, let's stop this rot. Let's get Kane scoring goals. Let's find a way to be creative. Clean sheets again like we were earlier in the season. So let's get that. And certainly against Arsenal, kickstart our season again. So until then, I'll be back on Friday afternoon. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Leave you out. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>